In this week's episode, we're moving from one event to another at the parks. Get your ears on Lunar New Year, Valentine's Day, Groundhog Day. It's crazy. So much food and not enough belly. The new AP popcorn bucket is coming, and we've got the info on why you shouldn't be too excited about it. Anaheim Ducks Day at DCA is almost here, so get ready to get your quack on. Find out when you can see the Oscar-nominated Black Panther in theaters for free. Also, Zootopia goes Shanghai, Whitewater Snacks Eats, The Dance Party Continues, and more on this reopened episode of the Mousepire Podcast. I'm Anthony. I'm Diggs. I'm Tim. Welcome to Mousepire, your source for Disney, Star Wars, and everything in between. This is the podcast where both empires collide. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Mousepire Podcast. What's going on? Uh oh. The apprentice lives. What is this? You best start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner. You're in one. Drink up, me, Hardy Joe. You never had a friend like me. Some imagination, huh? <laughs> Made you look. Congratulations! Congratulations to Tim the Tech on his new job. Yay! What's his new job? He is working for Elation Professional Lighting. Right on. Yeah. Uh, I can't really tell you what he does. It's top secret. It must be, you know, it must be a really good job because when he was here, he specifically said he wanted to be his own boss. So to not do that and do work for a company must mean he's got a pretty good gig. So congratulations. Yes, um... I, the reason I can't tell you what he's doing or what he he doesn't know what he's doing. Because he didn't tell you? <laughs> no, he told me, but he doesn't know. He told me his job title, which I can't remember what it was. The description's up in the air, though. And he, uh, yeah, he's like, I don't know. Really. He didn't write it down. That's right. the key part. But all I know is uh, he has his own office and he has a company phone. You know, I know a lot of guys that do what he does. And the cool thing is you can still do your own gigs on your off time. But when you know how to do everything, they literally have you doing everything. You're right. Yeah. You're right. If he knows how to set up trust, then on some jobs he might be the trust guy. And if he knows how to do what you're doing on some jobs, he might be the audio guy or he might be the LED guy. It's going to change depending on what's needed. My friend Seth does that. He's got some interesting stories working for the church, by the way. Oh, well, yeah, Tim does that too. He works for the church. My friend works for the gospel church. He says sometimes the, the preacher gets on a tangent. And said some very interesting things, and those are the ones that never end up on the streaming site. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So, yeah, uh, Tim uh, is working really hard, so that's one of the reasons that the last week's episode still is still not up on, on YouTube. The YouTube. He hasn't actually had time because he's been working. Uh, well, he worked this past weekend at NAM, and I saw him there at NAM. So he told me that basically when he gets the time to – Put the episodes up. He'll do that on YouTube. He's Are you, been really uh, busy. Did he get you in? He got you the badge? Or? No, no, he didn't get me in. I got in through another friend. But... It's not an easy thing to get into. I mean, if you know how, you know how. But 
Uh, a lot of times it's not. It's obviously not that difficult because he keeps getting in. Yeah, but he knows people in <laughs> that industry. He knows people right, in that insane. industry. <laughs> if you're uh, if you're just like a guy that plays guitar and you're in a band, it's a really hard thing to get into. Well, I I I, I I'm going to agree with Anthony because I saw my cousin there. I don't know how the hell he gets in. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Anyway, yeah, uh, now was cool. It was fun. I had a great time. I, uh, you know what, my weekend was really really long. It started on Thursday. I went to the parks on Thursday. Because I was thinking, hey, maybe we'll have a, a little uh, soft opening of the uh, Sensational Parade. Uh, nope, that didn't happen. But it was still good because I had some fat time. And we'll get to that later. And then Friday went fat to... Fat time out. And then Friday Friday went to Nam, Walked around all day. Uh, very, very tiring. Were you like, damn, Nam? Uh, <laughs> maybe afterwards. Yeah. After the second day. because you were like, damn, feet. Exactly. Because <laughs> on Saturday, we went back again. And uh, yeah, had the feet issues going on. I was really, really sore. I do have a question about Nam that's not really related to Nam. Uh, how is the new part of the convention center? Oh, that one's really nice. Cause, uh, they the first time they've, they've done a big event on that side, right? Probably. Yeah. I, I'm not really sure, but probably I would say yes. Because the only big events are Nam and D23, right? And, well, when they do Star Wars, they have some other stuff, but nothing that we'd probably be into. Right. So, I mean, it was really nice because... Well, I um, know, uh, because I'm pretty sure BlizzCon probably would have used oh, that okay. section. Yeah, so I, I don't know what they that have was, over uh, there. That was a couple months ago. Right, so... How is it compared to the sides that we've been to, or the part that we've been to? It's pretty cool, in a way, because uh, from the second floor, you uh, you head over there, and... Like, uh, a, like a catwalk? Yes. There's hmm. like a catwalk going over there. A hallway on the catwalk, and uh, you can see downstairs. You know, down um, you have the windows. You can see down, but when you get over to that new room, uh, there's like a big old window, and you can actually look down into that showroom or whatever they call it. The room, you can look down. It's like a big old window. You can look down and like look over the, yes, the yes. whole like sub the whole show floor. Basically, yes, yes, right? yes. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. I'm that is at, cool. Yeah, you look down, and then you take the escalator or stairs down, and you go into that room. Basically, uh, that's where all the pro audio stuff was. You go over there, you look over the, through the window, and you think, "I'm about to take over the convention." Yeah, it's not it's not that big compared to the you know hall A, B, and C. Oh no, it's not that big, but it's it's a pretty big hall. I mean, like I said, all the Did you say it's like the size of one. It's like one additional hall. No, it's, it's not smaller than yeah because uh, maybe uh, length or width wise, not length because you know they're pretty deep, but. It was pretty cool. Like I said, all the pro audio stuff was there. The microphones, saw the pictures that you've seen me testing microphones. That's where I was in that area. It was pretty cool. Would you say that uh, that would... You've been to the LA Auto Show? Yes. Would you say that that new area is like the size of where they would put the custom stuff? Like all the like custom... Yeah, the, way, the, the basement uh, at the LA Auto... The LA Convention Center is like I, has that basement where they put like the yeah, but so custom was, car stuff. Yeah, like the, <clears throat> Yeah, but the uh, Anaheim has a basement too. I don't mean basement. I mean... At LA, you go downstairs. That's where all the... It's the, a smaller area The West LA, Coast though. custom cars yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, I know you're talking about It's not about. as big as the basement in here or in Anaheim. The basement in Anaheim is massive. Yeah, I, 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 I'm... Maybe. Maybe about that. So yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, saw some uh, rock stars out there. It was pretty cool. Saw Lita Ford. My friend ran into uh, Sarah McLaughlin. Oh, cool! 
And uh, who else? He's a piano guy. He sells pianos. Sarah McLaughlin? No, my friend. My <laughs> friend sells sells pianos. Uh, I think he went in with to Yamaha, Sarah McLaughlin with Yamaha. Um, but uh, he took a picture with her and had it on Facebook. And I, I mean, I I'm, I think she's got one of the best voices ever. So no, yes, to each their own. Well, I mean, I mean, I, I like I think she's up there with like Celine. All right, so I also saw uh, Derek Smalls. <laughs> from uh, Spinal Tap. Is that the when you sent me the picture, right? Yeah. 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 I, I didn't know who it was. I figured it was somebody. Oh, you didn't know? I mean. You'd never seen Spinal Tap? Yeah, but it's a long time and that movie's old and those oh, people man. are old. I just had Remember? a realization. The brother from Better Call Saul is the guy, one of the guys from Spinal Tap. I haven't seen that, so no. maybe. <laughs> The only person I really remember from Spinal Tap is Michael McKean. So he's the only one I really would recognize now. Uh, I don't think I would... Well, Christopher Guest, if he doesn't have like a beard. If he has his beard. But uh, he's... Uh, that's actually, I believe, uh, Harry Shearer. Shearer, that's his name. From oh, that's Her- Harry Shearer. That yeah. was actually Harry Shearer? Yeah. Oh. From Simpsons, right? Okay. Yeah. 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 In Wayne's World 2. Yes. <laughs> So yeah, I saw him, and then I saw a guitar player from um, Twisted Sister, signing autographs, and a one of the guitar players from uh, Fear Factory. Did you tell me you weren't going to take it? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't tell him that. Hey, listen, I'm not going to take it, but could you sign this? I know, huh? And then I'll just leave it there. So yeah, it was pretty cool. A lot of people, and uh, like I said, a lot of steps, and I did a lot of steps that day, and then on Saturday I did a lot of steps. Did you see the drummer for Death Leopard? Uh, no, he wasn't there. He only has one arm. But um, yeah, it was pretty cool. Saw all the instruments. Talked to a lot of uh, the people for the microphone companies and headphones. I was looking looking for headphones, and Mackie has headphones, and they were pretty cool. I was checking out uh, some of the headphones, but a lot of them are too bassy and too uh, high end. So when you're used to, when you're trying to mix, you don't want to hear. You know, it's already bassy. You don't want you don't want you don't want you want it dry basically, so you can add in your own stuff. So oh, particularly for uh, our medium, right, right, and uh, but you know I talked to a lot of people. We're large. <laughs> we go with that double X over here, but um, <laughs> it was pretty cool. I enjoyed myself, uh, and uh, then on uh, Sunday I went to uh, the LA Fairplex to go to the Grand National Roaster Show, and that was really really fun. I took my dad for that, and. Um, it was cool. We got there probably about two o'clock. It was over at six, maybe one o'clock, I think. And um, a lot of cool cars there, and I took some pictures of that stuff. Probably put that up on YouTube if I feel like it. Uh, Tim's giving us snacks over here. Yeah, it's snack time. Oh, it's pretzels. Yes. Oh, oh, you know, real, real quick. Well, Tim is opening that big bag. This bag says, uh, what does it say? It says Valentine X's and O's, X and O's, shaped pretzels. Now, real quick, speaking of X and O's, that song, X's and O's. It's like new, yeah-ish. Yeah. Well, she was there, and she played a concert. I forgot her name, because I don't really know who she is. But but she uh, was there uh, after NAMM was over on Saturday, because they have a big outdoor stage. And I hear the song playing, I go, oh, I know that song. And she was out there playing, so it was pretty cool because they always they always have a concert after like on Saturdays, but they never tell you who's playing. 
So when I went in uh, 2017, it was Richie Sambora and his girlfriend. I forgot her name. Um, it doesn't matter. Well, yeah, because she was in uh, some band. I can't remember right now. But uh, they were playing, so that was pretty cool to see them. And this year was her. Oh, I forgot her name, but... doesn't matter. No, nah, that doesn't matter. <laughs> but Yeah, L. King. Oh, right. my roof. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So that was pretty cool. You know, I was just sitting there hanging out with uh, my friend who got me in. And we were just listening to the concert, like backstage area. Not actual backstage, but behind the stage. <laughs> just checking it out. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, uh, Sunday... Walking around the Fairplex, checking out the old cars, the hot rods, and stuff like that. That was pretty cool. Had fat time over there with uh, Pink's Hot Dogs. Pretty good, of course. You know, can't That's go, awesome. Can't go wrong with a Pink's Hot Dog, right? Yum. Exactly. They got some good dogs. Yumalicious. Especially uh, with all the extra stuff on it. The bacon and the onions and the chili. And you know the, what? I don't really like... Uh, all that stuff. I don't like Pink's bacon. It's just... Because you know they they make it and it sits out too long and then it's so just like kind of is it too bacony? not bacony but it's like dry and I guess you know just because it's sitting out there for a while. So anyway, yeah, I did that with my dad over there. Went over there and checked out the old cars and it was pretty cool. Hey, we got VIP service though because we you know we park in lot nine. If you guys know park uh, lot nine, basically you uh will head down. Yes, that's great. Oh, Michael Jackson's guitar player. That's and Alice right. Cooper. Yes, and Alice Cooper. That's right. I forgot her name. But yeah, the, the guitar player, player Richard Sambora, his girlfriend, she was uh, the girl, or she played for Michael Jackson. She was awesome. She was going to play in the last tour before he died. And yeah. She, now, is she an upgrade or a downgrade from Heather Locklear? Oh, well, she's 20-something, so what do you think? <laughs> so, yeah, I can't, that's why... Heather Locklear now or Heather Locklear 1994? Uh, Heather Locklear when he was married to her. Oh. Who was married to her? Richie Sambora. Oh. We were talking about Michael Jackson's guitar player. So, uh, anyway, real quick, to end the note on the... the on, I was talking about the VIP servers. Uh, if you park in lot nine, which is the blue parking... You uh, buy your ticket, and then when you get in, you have to go underneath the street, under the street, you know, like kind of like Knoxbury Farm. You park there. You go Where is this? At uh, the Fairplex. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like that. You go into the street, and then, you know, it's a big, steep hill. You got to walk back up, you know, like I said, like Knoxbury Farm. So anyway, we got there, and the lady said, hey, guys, go come on with me. And she had a golf cart, a big golf cart, and seats like six people. And we got to go down there, and we had, you know, didn't have to walk that and then on the way back, we got to ride up that again. So that was pretty cool since our feet was, you know, already hurting and everything. Had the, I had the NAM feet going on. And, uh, and next time, bring me. I got the handicap parking. That would have been a good idea, too. Yeah. But, yeah, I had a long weekend. It was really, really long. A lot of stuff. I How had, long was it? Uh, weren't you listening? No. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Anthony usually doesn't listen. So uh, What day did it end? My weekend ended on Sunday like everyone else's. Okay. <laughs> well, then that's four days. Yes, yes. Very, very long weekend. It was uh, crazy. So, Happy anniversary. Oh, to Toontown. Oh, no. No? Actually, oh. uh, today, uh, Tuesday, we recorded on Tuesday. Uh, today is the uh, is uh, Sleeping Beauty's 60th anniversary. Yes, I remember that. You've been sleeping this whole time? Yes, she has been sleeping this whole time. Yeah, so happy anniversary to Sleeping Beauty, 60th. 
And uh, yes, uh, yeah, happy uh, what twenty five or twenty six anniversary to Toontown. Yes, and um, that was on Thursday, and I was there on Thursday. Went over to Toontown to go check it out, and um, what they do? Uh, they were a little toony over there. They didn't do nothing. I mean, it's twenty six. They're not going to do anything. It's only Toontown. But yeah, I, just, I went over there and just thinking, you know what? When it opened, uh, I was there on opening day, and got to uh, take in the festivities and saw, you know, uh, Michael Eisner up there doing the speech, and on, there was so many like you know celebrities there and everything. And that was the day I uh, met um, uh, Roy Disney Jr. So that was pretty cool. I actually met him over by um, the it was still a Swiss Family Tree <laughs> during that time. Met him over there, took a picture with him. So that yeah, was pretty cool. Yeah, I was there for opening day. So I hey, took a little trip to Tune Down, Toontown to go check that out. And uh Yeah, I saw you found your brother. Yeah, I found him. <laughs> I found him somewhere. Is he in the treehouse? Um, I don't think he does stairs. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, that was cool. And um also while uh I was in the park on Thursday, Thursday was it Thursday? No, it was Friday. Friday night after Nam went over to the park to go, you know, eat and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I heard that they had a dance party going on over at Tomorrowland again. Dancing. So this time it's a get your ears celebration dance party going on at Tomorrowland. Um, Who's the DJ? Whoever they have that night. It's not. They don't have a one person. It's Wendy or whoever. Kind it's of whoever shows up that day, I guess. Whoever's scheduled. Yes. And um, just like the other dance party, Pixar dance party and the Goofy Christmas dance party, they had the characters go out there. On that night, they had the Queen of Hearts with uh, Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Are they good dancers? The Queen of Hearts is getting down, dude. Mm-hmm. She was just awesome. Uh, she uh, made everyone bow to her. She pointed at me, and I had a bow, or she was going to... Uh, you know, cut paint my head you, off. Paint you red. No, she cut my head off. So they were there also. She knew her head's kind of round, so it, heads will roll. Exactly. And uh, who else was there? The White Rabbit came out. Mickey came out. Uh, Pluto came out. It was a really, really cool dance party. It's all right. Not bad. Uh, music's okay, you know. A different white rabbit than over at the tea party. Yes, very, very different. Even though there was a white rabbit DJ there that night. So uh, it was really cool. Who, I mean, who was the white rabbit It was DJ? Wendy. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so, I mean, same thing. I mean, it's nothing different. It's just different name. That's all it is, a different name. But right now, the dance party is on the weekends. There's nothing during the week since they were closed. You know, they close early. It was uh, 7 to 11 on that day. So basically... I guess it's going to be 7 till whenever they close, whatever the date, whatever they are scheduled to close on that day. You think it, does the dance party go nonstop or do they take breaks like the band would? They only take a break for the fireworks. Hmm, okay. So about 9.30-ish before they'll take the break, fireworks come on, and they'll go back at 10 o'clock. So a half so hour. Basically like a 15-minute Well, I do about a half break hour. Break afterwards. But the, but the fireworks, the music plays everywhere, and that's kind of a dance party in and of itself. Yeah, it is. So get, 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 get your ears on. Not much of a musical interruption. No. Now, real quick about the get your ears on, because I also seen it that night. Went over to uh, It's a Small World to check that out. 
to watch the projections there. On the weekdays right now, when they close early, perfect spot. It's a small world. Perfect spot. There was yeah. there was no buddy there. I mean, there's people there, but it's not crowded. You're not shoulder to shoulder with anyone. You can kick it by um, the pretzel cart where you can sit down. You can sit down right there and check it out. Uh, it's a good spot to go check that out during the weekdays when uh, there's not that many people there. Are they doing the Matterhorn too? I not? do not know. Hmm. The projections on there? If you're there again at night, can you try the island and maybe also the Matterhorn or something? I'm I'm curious where the best, really where the best spot is, you think? I don't think the if they're doing any projections on the Matterhorn, I don't think that'd be a good spot because no. the projections are really wide. So if they do anything, it'd be something, you know, maybe small. On, maybe at the, yeah, because where the, you were uh, the first time by Carnation, you said you were by Carnation, you would have been blocked by a tree. Probably have seen Matterhorn. Oh, oh, yeah. Where you were last time? Last time. I, I think the buildings will will block it. Well, I don't know. There's a also. I think there's a tree. Um, are you are you sure? <laughs> Inside joke. Uh, so I mean, that's a good spot to see it. And uh, I actually listened to the music when it started mm-hmm. a little bit more, and I figured out that the music is actually from Mickey uh, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, hmm. the big like the hot dog song type of thing. Oh. So I don't know if the hot dog song is, but the theme the theme song from the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Do you Shazam it or no? Next time I'm it, gonna. It's not that. Is that the same in the beginning or is that the different in the end? I know they do the hot dog dance at the end. Hi guys. That's Elizabeth. Um, You're talking about the new show. Yeah. Oh, the one I don't like. Why don't you like it? The Ren and Stimpy. You don't like the type of animation, <laughs> right? Well, he doesn't. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about the show. Right. Yeah. To answer your question, I'm not really sure. Um, I should know because I watch cartoons a lot. A lot. (laughs) Um, Let me look it up and I'll. Yeah, I I, I think that it's just, I don't think the hot dog dance is the beginning of the, uh, the theme song. Because I know they do that at the end. Well, I mean, it makes sense because they're using that. Obviously, they're using the style of the of the Mickey from the show no, is it's what different. they're using for the no that the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse was, was way before they changed the animation of Mickey. Oh, so it's not the one that I don't like then. No, no, Mickey Mouse Club is for the kids like three to four, five, six. Oh, like I used to watch it with the little ones with Connor, Kevin Connor. So that's why I know the hot dog dance, and, and I love hot dogs. I want to Shazam each section of the. Uh, I want to Shazam you. The, no, I mean legit though. Or a spot. What do they call Sound Hound or Shazam? And you can see what music something's from. If it hits close enough, the algorithm can match it to what it really comes from. Then we'll know what's original and what's not. Kind of. Sure. What? It's the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Come inside. It's not inside. It's the Mickey Mouse Yeah, I think the beat, the beat from it is in the beginning of it. You know, not the Mickey Mouse, all that, but just that the beat. So yeah, I, I noticed that. I was like, oh, I've heard this song before. I'm going to have to pay more attention next time. They yeah. probably just try to, hopefully, the, you would think that they would try to include as many homages to uh, Mickey as they can. You know, I would assume that there's probably homages to uh, the actual Mickey Mouse Club theme, 
they would have been they would have been served to have uh, homages to the uh, House of Mouse theme. Are you saying homage? Yes. Okay. That's what I said. You said homages. I said homage. I said homage. It's both the same thing. I thought you were talking about the Amish. <laughs> yes. Why would I be talking about the Amish? I don't hear so well. So yeah, uh, yeah. Check out the the music. You know, after you've seen the show once, and then just go back and like listen to the music. You know, I noticed that it was pretty cool. If you can stop from your wild dance moves. Yes, I'm. I'm sorry. You know, sometimes I just break out. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Definitely check that out during the week when no one's in the park. So uh, when they closed at eight o'clock, the show was at seven thirty. So it's pretty cool. I had fun. Are you hungry? Well, they are. It's time for Fat Time in the Parks. Fat Time. In the Little Tim. Oh, Little Tim? I don't know. Tiny Tim. I'm not so tiny these days. Well, neither of us are. But hey, you know what? We have (laughs) some news about the popcorn bucket, the AP popcorn bucket. Uh Uh-oh. We'll be coming out on Friday. So your best opportunity to get it is to go Saturday. Yes. Yes, go Saturday. No, 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 I think Sunday would be better. Hey, Monday. <laughs> There'll be no one there on Monday. <laughs> so anyway. Real... Okay, it'll be gone by then. <laughs> that was the joke. <laughs> so um, I am very, very surprised that they are keeping the refills at a dollar. Um. Yeah, you're right. But they're probably going to charge 25 bucks for this thing. Probably. Even though it's basically a twelve ninety nine bucket with a hat on it. <laughs> right, though? Yes, I mean, they yeah. sold the... The balloons. The balloons were that In much. In fact, yeah. they still have a yellow balloon. Yes. And yellow balloon's only $16. Oh. So you're basically... And the yellow balloon's the newest balloon. Yeah, it's the newest one. The old, Probably the last of the colored balloons. Because now you've got three new ones. you got the Steamboat Willie... AP bucket, which again is basically a $16 or $12.99, which they started at, bucket, uh, painted with the hat. Hey, but I think you're bearing the lead here. It's like only a month. What's a month? You know, I don't I don't even look at dates. I just see when it comes out in February the 1st. The point is not the refills with this. They're, they're going to No, no, the point is the, the refills point. because that's how, they're, that's how they market it to you, and that's how they justify... Marking the price up to, to like twenty five dollars, they oh, but you're getting refills for as much as time as so you what want. Are, what are the dates? February first through March seventh. It's literally <sighs> like a three because uh, they'll like be sold weeks. out in a day or two, right? Probably so, two days at the longest. I mean, when they did the first, when they every single time they've done the uh, the uh, refills on the popcorn buckets, they've lessened the amount of time. Mm-hmm. The very first it was one, two and a half months. The very or first one was like almost three months or something like that. And then it went down to like two months and then it was a month and a half. And now we're down to only a month. Five weeks. So not even five. Well, I guess five weeks. Five weeks. Exactly. I mean, depending on, yeah, no, not really because there's only 28 days in Mm. or 27. Probably not. It's 27 because there's, this isn't a leap year, right? 28 days is basically still, or 28 days still four times 27 is 28. So you're basically, that's four weeks plus one week into March, five weeks. So I mean, you know, I mean, if you want to look at it that way, you don't, uh, don't, please, please, don't buy this if you think you're going to get your money's worth by getting real fills because you're not going to get your money's worth in refills no. in a month. We don't know it's for ridiculous. sure, but my bet is that this bucket is twenty five dollars, and that the ones that are coming out next week, the Mickey and the mm-hmm. Mini with the bow, same style. It looks like the balloon, but it's painted differently. 
those will be $20 without refill. That's my bet. Which is still ridiculous for that style of bucket. But There's their justification is going to be that it's that it's decorated more. It's more than the sixteen dollar yellow one. But there's no reason why that should cost more than the Pluto did, and the Pluto was only twenty dollars when it first came out. How much was the Pluto this last Christmas? Didn't it go up? We didn't buy any. I don't those. know uh, the one with the red sweater. Yeah, I didn't check. You didn't check? No. So we have green sweater. Because I know when cares? the green sweater one came out, it was twenty. Yeah. So it's like it's, there was really no excuse to be selling a remold of a balloon popcorn bucket for the same price as a fancy uh molded pluto i hope i eat my words and oh, that, i hope you do too and that the steamboat will is if the steamboat will is 20 and they keep this one at the, the others at 16 or 18 dollars now that would that would be cool but we've done the i know nobody likes math here but we've done the math before and it's something like at least previously with the old prices it was something like eight refills that you needed to get in that time to really make it worth your money. We did the, how much would it cost? And then, yeah, but that's when the, that's when the AP refillable popcorn bucket was 15. Yeah. When it was just the premium bucket. Cause then how much was the alien, the refillable alien? $25. That was $25. But there was, that was obviously a premium, super premium bucket as opposed to like the, uh, the, the uh, electrical parade buckets, which were 15. Right. With one dollar refills, but those you got much longer. Those were the ones that had the two, right? The two and three month length. Well, the other thing too you have to consider is that those old the the electrical parade slash the ones with the APs on them, those were super practical. They're easy to bring back to the park. You right. can put stuff inside of them. You can stack them if you want. You know these things are especially like the Pluto well, and the aliens. Can- Totally impractical well, they to make take it, back. They make with it you. impossible on purpose because they know that you're not going to want to take the time to bring it back. Which brings me back to way back when they decided, oh, let's give uh, refills on the uh, Chernabog sipper, right? Or the uh, or the World of Color sipper. These are totally impractical well, to bring the back with you. Well, was totally impractical. At least the World of Color one had that insert cup that they accepted right. for a refill. But the Chernabog, it was totally impractical. They knew that nobody would be bringing Chernabog back to the park to do that, except for the weirdos who wanted to bring it back just to do the Made with Magic every time right. they brought it back. But, I mean, nobody's going to want to bring that back just to get a refill or just get a, a drink well, The uh, thing about on it. these Steamboat Willies and also the, the Alien, the, the thing is there that these buckets have such a value because they don't produce enough of them. You know, on eBay, they're selling for seventy-five to a hundred dollars, or whatever, or fifty to a hundred bucks for something you pay twenty-five dollars for. People don't want to bring something valuable back to the park. You really want to carry this thing around and have the opportunity of somebody might steal it off your stroller when it's worth, a, you know, to replace it would literally cost you a hundred dollars. Or if you got a family, you're going to be carrying around two or three of them and risk right. security stopping you, thinking that you're buying them to resell them. Right. Right. I mean, the only way that I will remember to bring back my popcorn buckets to refill if i have like (laughs) five of them i can leave one in each car not that we have five cars but (laughs) but, uh, no um but i would literally have to have one in my car in tim's car and possibly one in britney's car that's the only way that i'll remember and we still probably forget it well that's why at least uh when you know when it was the uh the electrical parade buckets i just leave it on my backpack and right you know in a plastic bag or something 
And it was yeah, but those things to... are not damageable. You know, well, you, no, like, they're just well, just they are, it, but I mean, not they're... the way these premiums. Well, are. no, not like the alien, which you couldn't you really could put... knock the hit the the thing off the head. Yeah, you could knock an arm off. You can knock a microphone off. No, I mean that that's my complaint about that part of it. There should just be some sort of card that goes along with it and you get, you know, two refills a day for every, you know, every day that they're back there and they just punch punch or something. And that way you can get it for, you know, it's not a refill on the bucket, but it's a, a dollar popcorn. And if you're there every day, then guess what? You can get two every day. If you're only there one of those days, then you can just get two one of those well, days. Because then if you had the card, you wouldn't have to actually have your bucket. You just show the card. exactly, And then they could just give you in one of the cardboard sleeves. Which costs nothing. Which costs I'm them sorry. at least the dollar that they're charging you back. I don't believe that. I think that their cost on popcorn and material goods on those sleeves is probably something like 11 cents. The popcorn itself costs practically nothing, too. It's on the labor. Yeah, you're agreed. And the power to run the, make it, you know, the actual materials cost them little to nothing. That's like when, uh, for many, many years, Coca-Cola supplied all of their Coke products to them for free. It was 100% pure profit on the Coke. It wasn't until, what, a few, Diggs, we talked about this, right? It wasn't until a few years ago that they that they were actually had to pay something for the Coca-Cola that I know, product. I don't know. I don't even know anything if that was even actually happened i thought we talked about that at some point because um you know we uh i worked at a um minor league baseball field and uh you know budweiser was uh the biggest sponsor there but they weren't giving free beer to the you know to i think beer is a little different but yeah so i don't know i mean everyone said oh they get coke for free but i don't know if that's an actual thing because we at the baseball field, we sponsored, and we were on the the one of, besides being on the big wall, the biggest sponsor. We had a uh, our advertisement on the on the tri. They need the big wall to put you on there. <laughs> we had the a spot on the tri thing that turned you know three different ads on one thing. We didn't get free anything for you know we didn't give them free stuff for being on there. You know we had to well pay. they probably paid yeah. So I don't know I don't know if that was ever you know a fact or anything because I've never had full confirmation on on stuff like that. You know, I don't think they're going to have this purple food at the same time they have the Valentine's food. A lot of people keep asking, are they going to have this purple potion cupcakes when I go in February 17th? <laughs> I said, uh, you know, my answer is, I think pretty sure they're going to have Valentine's food on February like 14th, 15th, 17th, all around that time. So they're probably not going to have the purple stuff at the same time. What do you think? Well, you know what they're not going to have are the little uh, the little heart candies because there are none this year unless you already bought them for a lot of money on uh, amazon they're gone we talked about that recently but only until next year none of your clickbait if you guys saw any of those articles oh they're gone after making like they're gone forever if you read the damn article it's one for one whole year just because we got some i can wait a year where did we get some well they said they were selling them for six dollars a box on amazon we got a real small one at cvs but i don't know if it's the right company they weren't they're not the same they're not boxes they were like in a plastic oh i mean unless it said they were from nico they're not real the neco the neco ones yeah Yeah. they're rocks yeah yeah so i mean so what's the story from net from the actual neco wafer well neco got sold or no they went out of business last year um like in September or something, uh, so they completely shut down manufacturing on so all. It's like of... a hostess; somebody else is coming back in to restart. Right, up. and some uh, 
some investor group bought Neko. Okay. And then turned around the investor group, turned around and sold it to another candy company who is going to restart everything. But obviously it takes time to do all that. Mm. So they lost basically a whole year of production. So, uh, I mean, what's Neko? I mean, there's always been what, what a theory. What are they known that, for? I mean, there's always, there's always been a theory that uh, those all those candies were made 125 years ago. Anyways, so, I mean. Wait, they were all made far into the past and they've just stored them all yeah. this time? Like through, like, so that they're. They should, no wonder they were so good. They need to ramp up production for the apocalypse. That's all I'm saying. No, but seriously, yeah, they they uh, so they'll be back next year. Yay! The people of the future will be like, "Daddy, what's sugar? Here you well, go, I mean, son. The, this is your example." Well, I mean, the biggest other thing that I know of that they make is just the Necco wafers. Yeah, the wafers. But uh, I don't know. I don't like none of that crap. I do. We're both fans. I will say of the the actual conversation hearts. Not Valentine's Day. Just the conversation hearts. There's something good. You can throw a little handful of them in your mouth, and they're just like oh, so good. So yeah, Valentine's Day is coming to the parks, or no? Actually, it's already here. Has it started already? Let yes, me, it started already. Let, let's look. Let's look. He says it started already, so I guess I don't need to look. Yeah, but we're gonna look at some food. We're not gonna take forever and go through all of it. But real quick, let's start with the we last week. We talked about how churro getting two point three point zero started, and there wasn't that many churros. Well, now we know why because churro getting three point two is underway. Uh oh, uh, it's just one though. Well, hey, they're they're adding, right? It's still yes, so it's an yes. upgrade. Still an upgrade. Oh no, I'm sorry. There is more than one. Never mind. There you go. So we uh, have an yeah. updated version of Churro Getting Three Point Two. Yeah. So let's just uh, Churroopolis. <laughs> uh, let's just uh, near Sleeping Beauty Castle. And now, are these replacing some of the ones that we already had mentioned before? Or it's not going to replace anything we talked about last week, but maybe. Uh, whatever they had before. Arm your fast forward. Because wasn't there people. already one in Sleeping Beauty's at the Sleeping Beauty Castle churro cart? Or, or are they going to be selling multiple types of churros? They'll probably do the multiple. If there's okay, because if we talked about one last week that was there, then it's this. Is, I don't remember, but yeah, yeah this, I don't either. Now at Sleeping Beauty Castle, they're going to have one that. Oh, and the churro need near. So two of them, Sleeping Beauty Castle and Town Square, Ooh. a strawberry churro Ooh. with chocolate dipping sauce. Ooh. You know what I can do without the chocolate dipping sauce? Just give me the strawberry churro, especially if it's rolled in some strawberry quick. <laughs> the thing about churros is they can have multiple types of sugar bins set next to right. each other. You just say, I want the red one. And... Uh, then I'm going to skip down, and the other churro is at the Big Thunder Mountain Railroad one, and that is a chocolate cinnamon sugar-dusted churro with spicy cocoa dipping sauce. And then over at Haunted Mansion and Splash Mountain, they have a Burn Love Valentine's Churro, sweet and spicy red sugar churro with double the love cream <laughs> cheese frosting. Ew. Do you think that this is one of those uh, red heart, one, the, the red uh, red hots ones that we had over at uh, oh, Paradise probably. Pier? They've renamed it and brought it back over well, there. Well, it's sweet and spicy, so I don't know. It might be like a uh, like a Red Hots or something. Or this doesn't say cinnamon. Was, that right? wasn't Red Hots. Was I'm it? pretty sure that the one. No, it just says red sugar churro. Hmm. Spicy, huh? Yeah. I mean, spicy could mean cinnamon. I don't know what else it could mean of sweet together with that sugar. That looks like that's it, right? Just the three. Did you see just three? I just want to mention real quick, this is uh, especially for Giselle. Uh, hey. over, at, over at Bengal Barbecue, they have a piranha lemonade slushy, which uh, 
This isn't the. Is this the same one they had before? Remember they had one before that was called a piranha. Yes, I remember that. But that one, I remember that one having mango. It might have. So this is a mango and pineapple lemonade with lychee and pomegranate popping pearls. It sounds different than the one I remember there, but it, that one was also called piranha, so I can't say for sure. But then they got a roasted vegetable spring roll with portobello mushrooms and red peppers, cucumbers, baba ganoush. You're a ganoush. And other stuff. All right, so real quick. Oh, wait, there is another churro. Sorry, there's one near Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters, and it is a poppin' sugar churro. Poppin' sugar? Maybe it's Pop Rocks. Oh, man, if there's Pop Rocks on that, that's awesome. Yes. Lisa's going to love that. Our friend Lisa goes on and on and on about the Pop Rocks uh, cotton candy candy that they had for a little while. It was like cotton candy, and as as it would melt into your mouth and get down to that liquidy kind of phase, it would start popping. So well, good. speaking of cotton candy for uh, Valentine's, just for Valentine's Day, I assume, they're going to have a cherry cotton candy. Yeah, but it doesn't Ooh. pop. Neither do you. Bring your own pops. I'll bring my own pops. Was well, there something on here that uh, sticks out to you that you want to talk about? Uh, the other thing uh, the, from... Uh, Bocajete. The what? All right, the, the, the Sweetheart Donut Sunday. Warm glazed donut with a scoop of vanilla ice cream, chocolate sauce, topping... Whipped cream, sprinkles, and a cherry, and that's from the Gibson Girl. Over at Gibson Gibson Girl. Now I'm a little confused because it says it's a warm glazed donut. That's a chocolate donut that's in the picture. You know, something that I've saw a picture wait, of. Wait, wait, wait. It's the warm glaze. Oh. The glaze is the chocolate glaze is warm. Maybe that's I don't know. But usually isn't am I not wrong that when you refer to a glazed donut, that's usually a, the clear glaze. <laughs> yes. Maybe yes, it is, yes. but with chocolate topping also. No, you look right at it. No, so it's basically a it's a chocolate donut. Look in the middle. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's you're not right. a glazed donut. That is a chocolate glazed donut. Which you don't really refer to as chocolate glaze, you just call it a chocolate donut. Right. Uh I did see a picture. I don't know if we talked about this before. Don't shoot me the messenger here, but uh, there was a crazy strawberry funnel cake thing with like bits of cake topping it that I saw it post somebody posted. Oh yeah. That's the one right there. Where is this? So this is the next thing. Oh, it's so good. It looks so good. All right. So he's, he's talking about that strawberry cheesecake, uh, funnel of love. Yeah. yeah funnel cake thing. Now that is over at, uh, uh what do you call it? Uh, stage, stage door. Stage door. Uh, we actually had it on, uh, Thursday. Oh, there you go. How was it? Well, I don't like cheesecake, so I don't eat the cheesecake part. I did eat the strawberries and the cream and the funnel cake. So, so ate, just the chunks on top. You did. So he ate the funnel, but not the love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Not Disney, but she just reminded me. If you want, if you really want conversation hearts this year, what you should do is go to Krispy Kreme because they have conversation heart shaped donuts. Okay. Okay. It looks awesome. So, I mean, uh, like we said, we had that, and it was, uh, you know, I like strawberries, so I'm just going to eat the strawberries. And- I want that without the whipped cream. Oh, gosh. Let me see the picture again. Because I want, it, I want that cheesecake filling, that, and I want the strawberry compote. Oh, that little the, the, little, the little glaze filling or whatever is on there was really good. It wasn't that bad. The compote or the... Uh, no, not the compote, but the... The chocolate uh, bow? I just wonder how much of it I can fit in my mouth at one time. You're not supposed to put it all in your mouth at once. <sighs> it's so good, though. The cheesecake filling was wasn't Coma. that bad. All right, quiet. Oh, it has cheesecake filling, or just the chunks on top. Both. Oh man, we gotta try this. I'm gonna risk the coma. 
Yeah, so you guys should go check out some of this stuff for Valentine's Day. Uh, let's see, what was the dates on this? Uh, through February 18th, you will be able to get the uh, Valentine's Day treats. Head over to uh, our uh, Facebook page, and you can see the whole list of all the goodies they have, including not just desserts, but, of course, uh, entrees and stuff like that. Yeah, mocajete platter over at Zocalo. Yahweh. A uh, southern pork belly sliders over at Riverbell. Pork belly sliders? Yeah. Is there a photo? Yes. Hmm. So two with some, what, pickle chips or something? Pickle chips. Interesting. Salad. No. So yeah, Valentine's. Go check it out. Hey, so I was telling you guys last week that Whitewater Snacks had... Now, it hadn't officially reopened at the time when I said it, right? Wasn't there an official reopening like on... Yeah, it was the Wednesday, Wednesday or something like that, but it had already soft-opened according to what I had heard, and there had already been people that had taken pictures of the menu and everything. Yesterday, of course, because, you know, they take forever. Uh, Disneyland finally posted yesterday that Whitewater Snacks was reopened in case uh, anybody... You hadn't noticed yet? In case you hadn't noticed or in case you're not in the know, uh, they posted that Whitewater Snacks was open, and they... uh, Posted a good mentioning of all of the food and everything. I was kind of a little vague on it last time, uh, but now I can tell you that they do have a... Uh, now, last time they did have breakfast before, because we made a comment about breakfast one of the first times we ever went over there, right? But obviously, you know, always too early for breakfast. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that they had this many breakfast things. There wasn't just like one breakfast thing, and that was it, like, right? Probably. It was just like a, some breakfast burrito or a breakfast... Uh, something or a quesadilla or something like that. I don't remember, but uh, now they got all kinds of stuff. They got a uh, like a basically your standard breakfast plate. They got a breakfast burrito. They got a smoked salmon bagel sandwich. They got quiche, avocado toast for the millennials, <laughs> egg white scramble for the weirdos. Uh, they have a breakfast plate with turkey bacon uh, for lunch and dinner. Now they got some bowls. They got a pokey bowl. They got a rice bowl. Uh, as I mentioned last week, they got some uh, handcrafted fancy sandwiches now. Trying to compete with Earl of Sandwich, I guess. Uh-huh. This looks like it's more like fresh. Uh, like, uh, Is that the artisan picture? Yeah, they're more like artisan, like uh, uh, more fresh ingredient sandwiches. That's the kind of stuff that they would sell at like the Starbucks and stuff, it seems like. At but... the Starbucks and, and the Walmarts? Yes. The... No, no, I mean the Starbucks in the park. <laughs> like for example they got a mortadella sandwich with provolone on a pretzel roll and uh, they got a prosciutto sandwich and a chicken salad curry sandwich on a butter croissant uh, they have pizzas artisanal pizzas now they got a margarita or a pepperoni they got one that's called the forest mushroom pizza Elizabeth's over here saying thank god for the leggings yeah so she can fit more in her belly now, uh, do we think that they use different burgers in here than they would use in the park? Which uh, which location is this that you're talking about? The same one we've been talking about. I don't about. know because I've... Oh, at Whitewater? Yes. I've never had their burgers. I doubt it. I believe they're probably the same ones. I'm just curious because, you know, we've given our thoughts on the burgers in the park before, and we tell everybody to stay away from them because they're garbage and they're cardboard. Yeah. But uh, it just when you get start getting outside, like into the hotel, you're not sure if they're using different... Product. Well, I can say that's product. a good question. I can say that the before they did their remodel, because like this the, picture here tells me nothing because it's drenched in 
cheese Bef- and all kinds of crap. Before the Ramado, the hot dogs they were serving there was the same from the park. Right. And now they they got rid of those hot dogs and had the all beef. Now. If you look right there, it looks like a burnt ass burger underneath that slop, right? That's what's in the slop. Doesn't that look like a burnt ass <laughs> burger underneath there, right? So uh, it looks dark. It looks very dark. I mean, the the cheese and everything, whatever that is on top, which this is a the Cali grilled Angus cheeseburger with grilled asparagus, celery salad, spiced hollandaise, Swiss cheese, and artichoke aioli. So, I'm just gonna say, don't mess with it until you hear otherwise. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, it's possible that they might have a different, like the Grand Californian sells burgers. I know. Just this picture doesn't give me any hope for that it is a burger because it looks really burnt underneath and it looks like one of their normal cardboard burgers. Now, what does look good is the sustainable fish tacos, which looks really yummy. Can I say that last week we talked about the um, the Mickey burger? <laughs> the, at, the triple Mickey head? Oh, right, yeah. At the... Um, yeah, and it looks, pilots, that looks real gross, too. Right. Smoke jumpers, it, real. Yeah. It looked gross. That's smoke jumpers. Thank you. But I will say that a friend of mine had that burger, and he thought that it was delicious. Hmm. And he compared it to the burger from Tomorrowland, uh, one of the burgers there. And he said that the smoke jumpers. Now, the burgers from Tomorrowland from like 10 years ago or the burgers from Tomorrowland from now? (laughs) Because the burgers from Tomorrowland from now are the same cardboard burgers that we're talking about. He said that he liked it and he would rather go to smoke smoke jumpers than go to Tomorrowland to buy it. All right. I am going to have to go there and try try this burger. And I will be the judge. You know, the good thing is it's Disneyland. You can eat half and then tell them it was horrible. Well, maybe I'll do that. If you want to. I mean, if you're willing to take the step of now, going look, to look, talk the, to the guy the, and the say this sucked. The burgers they put on top look like the same ones they have for the kids' meal. Right. Now, Michael, the mail guy, said that those little burgers were way better than their big burger. Hmm. So... So it's possible the Litter Burgers are good and the bigger Burger was bad. I will <laughs> say also, I don't know that I've had one from Taste Pilots... But I smoke did jumpers. have, sorry, smoke jump. Why do I keep, Taste Pilots was the old name, right? Yes. So the burgers that I've had more recently, in, I'd say in the last two years at the park, I've had one from Tomorrowland that was all right. I've had one that from Hungry Bear that was horrible. <laughs> and I've had one from, oh, uh, where, and I've had one from where we had the burger together with the cu- with the cups. What, the, what was that called? At the, the Red Rose Tavern. And that one was mediocre. So maybe they are aren't. The yeah, same. I haven't had a burger from uh, Hungry Bear. Hungry Bear used to have the best burgers like 15 years ago. Those but, were the worst ones. In fact, I ordered a, a burger and I ordered a chicken sandwich. Well, I, I order nothing decide. but chicken sandwiches when I go to Hungry Bear now because that's all that I have there that's good. They were both for, awful. <laughs> well, no, the chicken sandwich I've always have there is good. But uh, well, the one time him and I had burgers, we saw pictures of burgers that were supposedly looked good. That were at uh, Paradise Garden Grill, right? Is that where the burger was from? That's where we ate it. Where was it from? No, the, it was from there. Remember, it was from there because uh, they were do, redoing smoke jumpers. At the oh, time. right. They had the burgers that were supposedly going to be for smoke jumpers. Right. Before smoke jumpers even reopened or opened, and they were serving them there, and they said these are new burgers. Well, so no, we, no, 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 because no, Taste Pies had burgers. Right. They closed that down. Right. And then they just moved the burgers over. Right. Same. And then somebody burgers. told us that they were good. So we were like, okay, well, we're going to go try them. And they were terrible. Here's the question. What do you consider, not at Disneyland, what do you consider a 
standard for a decent burger. Not phenomenal, but like uh, this, it's a it's a good pass for a burger. Just a the habit. The habit. So you think the habit is well, not the habit's fresh? You can't. I would say fresh and better than better than normal. Well, you can't really. So two things: the habit and in and out. In and outs uh, also. I now better know than are both. Uh, they're not. Uh, those are both considered fresh yeah. burgers. Uh, so you can't really compare to those. Same with Wendy's too. The never frozen beef. You can't really compare to those. That's different. Uh, as far as uh, what else is there? Well, that's what, my question is: well, if no, we can frozen, figure out frozen burgers, if we can figure out the. Standard, my point is, I don't go to frozen well, my, burgers. My standard for a cheap frozen cheap well, you, good burger. Wait, you've never had a burger from Jack in the Box or Carl's or anywhere else? Because those would be cheap frozen burgers. True, but I would say. That the uh, the buttery jack at Jack in the Box almost is always tastes very fresh and delicious. I mean, even if you were to say like, um, but that could be the preparation. Even if you were to say just a, a quarter pounder from McDonald's, yeah, no. But that's no. would you rather have a a new burger from Disneyland or would you rather have a quarter pounder from McDonald's? I'd rather Disneyland. have neither. Well, that's not the if question. If I have to pick, I'm going to pick Disneyland. I would never eat. The burger from McDonald's. Okay, so that's the question: is if you can, if we can figure out what's the standard for just a decent everyday run of the mill burger, then we then Jack in the Box. Okay, for me it would be like a a, Baker's. uh, Oh, that's upper. I'm sorry, Baker's. That's that's not average though. I don't. I'm just. This is what I eat. I was actually going to ask you if you could get me some Baker's on the way here next time. I'll pay for it. Baker's would be. I would consider Baker's In and Out Habit. Those are all. Above average. Well, see, so. I'm just telling you, this is what I eat. What I'm telling you is what I eat. This is my go-to burger. So, right. so would you rather have, not the go-to, but like if you go to some place, are you not going to complain and send the burger back? And that would, for me, be like, you know, a certain level of burger at Burger King or maybe a, a quarter quarter pounder or a... Uh, I've been really disappointed in Burger King lately. Oh, or they're, just they're, a jack-in-the-box, uh, whatever. They're, they're, what's it called? They're King... The Big King Burger. Oh, yeah. She had one of those, and she said it was really good. Yes. I am very, very with you with the... There you go. I am very with you when you talk about Burger King and being disappointed, because I haven't eaten there in years, because their burgers... A lot burgers of times it's just, location. That's no, That's all no. location-based. Let me tell you something. When it came to Burger King, it was my number one place to go, and I went there for years. I never, ever had another burger. It was always Burger King, and but then I, I branched out and started trying other burgers. I always go, what was that, one on Foothill and Sycamore or something like that? And then their burgers just started going downhill, and I never went there ever again to get a burger. I wasn't interested. So the Bacon King Burger came out, and oh, my gosh, I eat that every time. I, Well, not every time, but when I go to Burger King, that's what I'm getting is that Bacon King Burger because it's just so good. It's so juicy, and it has bacon. I'm just going to say real quick, I mean, we're off the rails, so we'll get back <laughs> on the rails in a minute, but – uh the ultimate cheeseburger, the Jack in the Box. Jack in the Box. That's standard for me. I uh, ever since those have came out, I've never really had a problem with the burgers themselves. It's always just them screwing up the top ends. Yeah, agreed. Because when the uh, just real quick, when the ultimate cheeseburger first came out, they only put that that uh, that like ranch sauce on it. It's that the white, ranch, uh, the white, mayo. the white, the ranch mayo. That's all they put on it. But then all of a sudden, one day out of nowhere. They decided that they it's were going to start. Three. It's all three. It's uh, mustard, ketchup, mustard, ketchup and, and that, that third which, sauce, the mayo. And basically. then I got to the point where I would, I kept forgetting to say no, 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 mustard no. at least. Yeah, uh, mustard's fine, 
but for me, it's the other way. But yeah. But to me, it, honestly, neither. I love mustard, but I, honestly, I would rather just have it with that that ranch mayo the way it always was. But yeah, the 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 ultimate cheeseburger to me has never really faltered, and that's why I consider uh, Jack in the Box probably the uh, the standard when it comes to uh, basic generic uh fast food for me but yeah if you want to move up to like in and out and bakers and stuff like that then for yeah, me i could say that's, that the, that's a step up i've been to rallies a few times recently when nothing else was open and they screwed up my order in the same way all three times and they basically forgot to put like the crispy onions on top and the bacon so it was just a they gave it to me with just cheese and the meat and the sauce and they forgot to put the other stuff and i normally would eat a burger like that no problem but it was just substandard. It was not, not, not great, not horrible. Just like the next step above, you know, where it's, you know, you're gonna eat it, but you're not stoked on it. And that's how I feel we should rate these Disneyland burgers. If you cut everything else out, it's what's what do you consider to be okay? And then where do you put the Disneyland burger next to it? If you guys want to write in, any of our listeners want to tell us what they think. How do you compare it to a burger in the real world? Outside of Disneyland, that's really what I'd like to know. Now, real quick, uh, you know who does have a good burger that's a theme park? Knott's Berry Farm. Really? Yes. All right, just real quick, uh, moving on with just to finish up Whitewater real fast. They also have a chicken fried biscuit and waffle, which sounds really good uh, for the kids and digs. They have a (laughs) Parmesan-crusted grilled cheese. I would eat that. And a PBJNN sandwich. PBJNN? What's the end for? Nutella. Oh, ew. I don't think it's actual Nutella, but it is a peanut butter jelly and chocolate hazelnut spread. And then apparently they've added root beer floats. Oh, cool. Uh, White Bar Snacks is open from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And they also have mobile ordering. That is really, really cool. So I think uh, I'm going to do some mobile ordering and head over there. Now, I don't see it here, but I do know that uh, from the menu that the uh, the nachos are still on the menu as far as I know. Okay. And then, of course, I mentioned last week that the uh, they still do the hot dogs of the month, even if they're not telling us. Oh, okay. And they don't have a show to be fair. No, and they never have. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So speaking of staying inside the hotel and moving over to someplace incredibly more expensive, Napa Rose. Isn't it a princess breakfast that they have at the storyteller for the buffet, right? Isn't that a princess or is that some just a character breakfast? That's a character breakfast. It's just a character, but you would presume that princesses might show up. I The last time I was there, they uh, uh, Chippendale was there. Oh, okay. So, usually they'll have Mickey or Minnie or Chippendale or some of the Fab Five yeah. kind of deal. Same All right, well, so goofies. if those aren't good enough for you and you don't mind spending a little bit more and you really want to spend a lot of money to take your kids to breakfast... Well, then this is for you because they have a new Princess Breakfast Adventures. Napa Rose, they will be having the all-new Disney Princess Breakfast Adventures. You'll enjoy a exquisite three-course breakfast. All right, so it doesn't tell you at all what's the, what you're going to get to eat. I don't see anywhere in here where it says what the food is. Uh, it says dining experience and elements subject to restrictions and change without notice, which means it could be something different every day. Who knows? I assume the princesses will be walking around and doing stuff. They, uh, it says they'll encourage youngsters to discover their own strengths and talents, blah, blah, blah. Start each morning with Cantu attitude and $125. Oh, uh, did I skip ahead? Because that's how much it costs. $125 for each person. 
Well then. For this breakfast. That's at least three times what Goofy's costs. More. More I can go to I can go to two uh conventions for that price. Or uh I don't know, lots of different things. Yeah, so it is a very expensive breakfast. It sounds a little bit like uh Ariel's grotto when they had it back in the day. I saw a lot but... of people commenting that uh when um, when I first started looking at this, I was looking at people's comments to see how many people were gonna complain about it. And yes, it was very common for people to mention that they would they missed going to having the breakfast at right. Ariel's Grotto that wasn't this much money. Right. But uh All right, so my arm. All right, so I I got the date uh, uh it said it, it will begin on Saturday, March 30th. Okay, cuz this just said spring. So okay, March 30th. Uh, it just says the morning is going to include enchanting activities, intimate story time, a private portrait location and premium keepsakes. Uh, like I said, it doesn't really uh, it doesn't really give you an idea of what's in the meal. Uh, it does say that there will be champagne for adults, sparkling beverages of some sort. There might have maybe some sparkling uh, cider for the kids. I don't know. Make it fancy. I don't know. I assume all of the princesses will be available. They. Sh- they just mentioned Belle, Tiana, Ariel, and Jasmine, and others, and friends. All right, it says you'll be charmed uh, as Disney princesses stop by your table for a personal visit. Uh, something, I mean, same thing they did over there with uh, Chip and Dale. They did that with us. Uh, then adults uh, savor delightful amenities like uh, specialty coffees. Girls and boys will let their imagination soar as they delight in enchanting activities that highlight what makes a Disney princess's unique. Guests will share a final fond farewell with a personal princess portrait moment and enjoy a special keepsake to remember their unique Disney princess experience. I'm trying to find, I know that there is something where it tells you what it comes with because I saw people commenting something about ribs. And they were saying, why do the kids need ribs for di- for breakfast or something? And then other people commenting that it was a very unbreakfast-like menu. All right. Uh, stand by. Aren't we past the point where foods should have a time of day? You would think so. I mean, especially in the day and age where, you know, breakfast for dinner is pretty popular. Well, I mean, I've been doing it for years. dinner for breakfast? Yeah, why not? I don't know. And uh, just note, it is the same price for children as, as adults. is $125. That is ages 3 through 9. So, yes, you will have to pay $125 for your three-year-old through nine-year-old <laughs> Dirty. to eat breakfast. Okay, he has sent me the menu. It says, begin your experience with options for both kids and adults. It includes a sunrise citrus and vanilla bun with raspberry glaze, assorted fruit slices and berries, egg custard uh, served in a shell, and Parmesan crisp and ketchup caviar uh, they have hot offerings for kids young princesses and princes will enjoy a selection of items like house made mac and cheese mini chicken and princess waffles and beef sliders they have hot offerings for adults that include shepherd's plot shepherd's pie slow braised short ribs and pork belly and then sides include roasted seasonal root vegetables and heirloom potatoes artisan breakfast sausages 
Bangers and more are also available. I'm a big fan of root vegetables. And then uh, desserts, they will have chocolate princess cake pops, white chocolate slipper with strawberry ganache, Ooh. petite fruit tarts, and more. I thought that said farts. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, very, very unbreakfast-like. But uh, as uh, Tim said, I mean, re- doesn't really matter. I mean, you know, if you want to do that, I mean, that sounds more like you're getting your money's worth than you would if it was just an omelet bar. Well, listen, for eight ninety nine, you can go to the IHOP and get your Root Tutti Fresh and Fruity Breakfast, or you can go here and get Root Vegetables for one twenty four ninety nine. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, uh, reservations are open now. All you have to do is uh, call 714-781-9. Or you can go online, and you can make your vi- reservations up to 60 days prior to or your visit. Or use your Disneyland app. Uh, just to note that guests with reservations for the Disney Princess Breakfast Adventures will receive five hours of complimentary parking with validation at the Grand Californian. So my suggestion is is that you go to Storytellers Cafe and you get the breakfast buffet. Ooh, that's what we did. And that's because that's where the omelet bar is. <laughs> and that don't cost one hundred twenty-five dollars. But if you're a money bags and you got all the money in the world and you're eating at Steakhouse 55 every single weekend, have at it. And let us know how it is. Mousepire at gmail.com. So moving on. I had a fat time on Thursday. How fat was it? Uh, well, I did talk about how I went on that Friday and I wanted to try that Mickey Mouse uh, Club hat-shaped dessert or whatever it's called over at Jolly Holiday. And uh, it's the Mickey Mouse Club Hat Dessert. Yeah, that's what it's called. It's a chocolate truffle mousse dome with vanilla bean creme brulee center. And they didn't have it. Burn. So I, uh, they had it when I went there on Thursday. So, of course, I tried it. And I did uh, try it with some uh, hot chocolate, too. And uh, it was pretty good. But it was just a little too rich for me. It was, I mean, I would have it again. Definitely, but it was really, really rich. The um, Which but, one? What was that? The Mickey-shaped that dessert I didn't get last time. Oh, right. The, the vanilla bean creme brulee was pretty good. It wasn't that bad. And, of course, you had the little uh, white chocolate uh, logo thing on top, and you had the little chocolate Mickey ears. So it was pretty good. I, I would uh, recommend it for other people. Uh, to try, like I said, I will try it again. I would definitely have it again, but it was just a little, little too rich for me. I, I don't mind rich stuff uh, that as much, but to me, I think it was like really, really rich. But it was good, and I was really happy that they had it this time, so I can try. But yeah, that's over there at Jolly Holiday. It's pretty good. Try it out. Now I haven't uh, had a chance to get over to check out the Lunar New Year stuff that's going on. I was hoping to get there a little bit earlier on that Thursday, but I did have an anchor with me once again, so I didn't get a chance to get over there early enough to check out what's going on for. You had an uh, anchor with you. <laughs> all the uh, festivities going on, but uh, hopefully I can get there before it's over. We'll see about that. But hey, uh, did you hear about the new parking uh, line about the trams for uh, Mickey and Friends tram? No. They have a new system going on over there. So when the park closes and you're heading out for the day, they actually have a queue line set up over there. And you will go through the queue line. And then they'll tell you where to go. Interesting. So they have the different loading stations, you know, different loading, how they load. And basically, 
everyone goes to the line, even if you're handicapped. If you're in a wheelchair, all that, you will go in the line. And then they will direct you if you tell them you want to go on the tram, being, you know, the ADA, you go on the tram, or you say, I want to go on the bus, and then they'll, you know, load you to the bus or send you to the bus. So they have a new thing. It looked like chaos. Uh, Disney 366 was there and filmed it. It looked like just like chaos. But he said that the wait was maybe five minutes. It wasn't bad at all because they were like, okay, you go here, you go here, and they're loading the aisles. So the wait the wait through the, the actual queue line was five minutes, but then you have to wait for the tram probably after that. No, the, well, when I was watching, I, the tram was over the, already there, and I could see in the distance of other trams just sitting there, like waiting to come and load. So it didn't look like it was that bad yesterday being Monday. He said it was like a five-minute wait, even though it looked like chaos, chaos going on, but... And maybe they're just testing it out. Just wait until summer. That's what I mean. They're probably just testing it out to see if they need it for Star Wars. That's type why thing. you don't park there. No, 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 no. They're supposed to park there. We don't need. Oh, right. We don't need chaos at our party. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the brand new uh, uh, loading zone or loading uh, queue line for the trams for Mickey and friends. And uh, where is the line? Is it like where the old I, I, security was? I can't tell you. You just have to go and follow the mass of people and get in line and, and go to your tram or get on the tram and go to your car. And plus, I could see where that would get really, really complicated when they start using the other side. Because, I mean, unless they're going to start having where they, people get off only on the other side, which I know that they've done sometimes where people they have, they drop off on the one side and they pick up on this side. Mm-hmm. They might be using both sides and they're just queuing them in both directions. But this is, I think that they might be using it as a deterrent to get more people to walk back to their car, too. They don't, you know, less, too many people are lining up. They're all, screw that line. I'm just going to walk. You walk through downtown Disney and you walk across the parking lot. Well, I have said that there is a time, and I predict that there is a time when you will not be able to. There will be no more tram from making friends. You don't think so? No. Why do you think they're building that pedestrian bridge? I mean, as a as an option for the people that want to walk through, want to walk sure, over. Sure, Jan. <laughs> what I'm wondering is, is the pedestrian bridge going to just go across Magic Way into the quote unquote Stitch lot, or will the pedestrian bridge cross over part of Magic Way and also Disneyland Drive to connect to the path that used to run? You know, what I'm talking about. There's a no, path it's... that used to run next behind, like where the the Splitsville is and stuff now. And you could walk across Disneyland Drive, then you'd walk up a little bit, and then you'd cut behind the Grand, or not Grand Californian, but the uh, behind downtown Disney no, on the that, east side. That walkway is across the or, street. It's not going that direction to downtown Yeah, it's Disney. not crossing Disneyland Drive. It's just crossing Magic Way. Okay, so they're, they're just going to dump them across Magic Way into... The property, basically. Into the other parking lot, yeah. essentially. Presumably, yeah. while the parking lot's there. Like I said, I predict that that parking lot will go away at some point, and they have to extend downtown Disney all the way to that point. Yeah, at some point, yeah, that parking lot will probably go away. Because otherwise, there's what, otherwise, it seems like too much to put the pedestrian bridge there. I just don't know where it's going to land. Like, when you go up over the pedestrian bridge and you go back down, one, will there be... Handicap, can you Whatever, use elevators? That parking and then, lot where um, they do all the running. What parking lot is that? That's uh, Timon? No. What's the Stitch? one across from Stitch? That's not a parking. That's a drop-off, the drop-off area. 
You're talking about where they for where they usually go to get back up their medals. Well, I'm talking medals. about where they they always have a concert stage. They have a stage up there. Oh yeah, where... you know that's uh yeah that's uh Lilo Lilo. That's where that's probably gonna, stitch, one of that's probably where it's going to drop off. Right, and they're probably going to build some other stuff there, then like a walkway in. Right, to go into downtown Disney. That's what mm-hmm. I'm thinking. Yeah. I mean, that, from the the artist rendering, it looks like that's where it would be dropping off, going over the bridge and going down there. Oh, you've seen? Is there a rendering? I don't have it with me, oh. Tim. Well, oh, I thought you'd have it like on your phone. Months that was months ago. ago. Oh. All right. So some time ago, I had mentioned that coming up would be that they were going to be doing a Ducks Day at the park in celebration of the 25th anniversary of the Anaheim Ducks. They will be doing a Ducks Day at Disney California Adventure Park on February 11th. That is a Monday. In fact, that is uh, yeah, a couple Monday, a couple Mondays from now. They will be taking over Hollywood Land with meet and greets, hockey themed activities, photo opportunities, special decor, and more. In Stage 17, they will have the fan headquarters that will be open from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. They will have a selection of Anaheim Ducks memorabilia from the past 25 years, including jerseys, sticks, helmets, trophies, and more. While you are there, test your hockey skills or challenge your friends to air and table hockey. A very special mascot will also be there for greetings and photo opportunities. I would assume it's Wild Wing. Uh, they will have a cavalcade in Hollywood Land at 115. And that will go along Hollywood Boulevard or and Buena Vista Street. And it will be basically like all the other cavalcades they've ever had, which is basically a little parade of people. They will have a meet and greet with players and alumni in Stage 12 at 2.15, 3.15, and 4.15. Is Gigi Bear going to be there? I hope so. I hope so, too. Bring your camera ready, smiles, and see some of your favorite hockey players outside of Stage 12. Uh, there's a note. Let me see what the note says. Uh, for meet and greet experiences, wristbands for your choice of one meet and greet. Oh, so it's going to be similar to the uh, the Disney Channel thing. Right. There was an April or something like yeah, that. Yeah, the where you, it was. Uh, so basically, you'll have your choice of one meet and greet per guest, and they will distribute those will be distributed at park opening in the Hollywood backlot. So just like with the uh, the Disney Channel festival thing they had, right? Uh, with all the Disney Channel stars. Uh, at opening of uh, DCA, you'll have to basically run to Hollywood Backlot <laughs> and get your wristband, and you'll have your choice of whatever one uh, Ducks player, presumably past and present, you will do get to do your meet and greet. You know, I still have the very first uh, Mighty Ducks uh, program. Cool. Yeah. Uh, the just wristband distribution queue will be available at park opening as you enter Hollywood Land. Wristbands are limited per experience and available while supplies last. Blah, blah, blah. Subject without notice. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Uh, let's see. Event merchandise in stage 17 from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. That'll be in the same place as the fan headquarters. Outs- oh, outside stage 12. Okay. I mean, outside stage 17, pick up several special Anaheim Ducks Day Merchandise, including apparel, baseball caps, limited edition prints, coins, pins, and hockey pucks. Merchandise is limited and available while supplies last. Basically, they just show merchandise has the Anaheim Ducks Day logo on it. They will have a Anaheim Ducks Through the Years 
through the years video inside Suncase Sunset Showcase Theater. Oh. That will be from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. That's cool. Yeah, relive memorable moments from the past 25 years of Ducks hockey. Film features include the 2000 run to the Stanley Cup final, the road to the 2007 Stanley Cup championship, Damos Alani and Paul Correa jersey retirement ceremonies, and the 10th anniversary celebration of California's first cup when the entire team reunited and took the stage to share stories from the historic championship. Other happenings include treats, of course. I like treats. There will be a limited selection of specialty treats inspired by the Anaheim Ducks 25th anniversary. There will be an orange cream puck at Trolley Treats, mm. anniversary-inspired macaron at Studio Catering Company, or hockey puck-themed brownie at Schmoozies. Over at the Animation Academy, you get to learn how to draw some of your favorite Disney ducks with our anima- with the Animation Academy artists. Team has even added a few new Disney ducks to their lineup for one day only. Oh. And as always, you get to keep your art as a souvenir. Or you could recycle it. Sure. The Anaheim Ducks announced that the National Hockey League will highlight their 25th anniversary with a silver celebration week from February 10th through 17th. Join in the conversation using hashtag Ducks25. Coonis. So, yeah. Get your duck on. (laughs) (laughs) Ducks fly together. Yeah. They do, actually. Speaking of animals. Our uh, favorite movie of, uh, what, two years ago? Yes. Zootopia is not coming to Disneyland Parks. But it's it's not. Not coming to Disneyland Resort Parks. But it is going to Shanghai, of course, because Shanghai gets all the cool shit. (laughs) That's a resort, too. It is a Disneyland Shanghai. It is Shanghai Resort. It's not Disneyland Shanghai Disneyland Resort. It's not Disneyland Resort. It's Shanghai Disney Resort. It says right there, Shanghai Disney Resort. They are getting a Zootopia-themed land. Yay. Lucky, lucky them. There is concept art here. It is going to basically look like, uh, what's the city in Zootopia? Is it called Zootopia? Yeah. Is that the name of the city? No. Well, there's different cities within Zootopia. Zootopia is the world. Well, what's the city that the, the movie takes place in? There's a few cities. No, there isn't. There's one yeah, city. There's bunny, the bunny That's thing. not a city. That's like the farm. Right, but it's an area within the... Anyways. The whole part of the movie is the train passing through the cities, the different cities of animals. Anyways, guests will be invited to experience the mammalian metropolis of Zootopia, where anyone can be anything. With a new major attraction that will seamlessly blend Disney storytelling instead of the art technology to bring this fan-favorite movie and its characters to life, including Judy, Hops, and Nick Wilde. Entertainment, merchandise, and food and beverage, blah, 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 blah. Development of the world's first Zootopia themed land follow the success of Zootopia, which is the highest animated, the highest grossing animated feature in the history of China. Yeah, I read that as well. You know what looks cool about this is it looks like it's also going to have the highest walls of any land ever. It's possible with all the tall buildings. Uh, construction is targeted to begin later this year with obviously no idea when. 
This will open. I'm predicting like 2022 or 2021 or something like that. And I will already say that uh, the furries are very happy. <laughs> do you think that they'll and be that's a, no joke? Do you think that there'll be a point soon, like in the next five years, where Disney stops building for a while? <laughs> Why? Well, they have it. They before before Shanghai, they hadn't really built anything new in Florida. They hadn't really built anything new here. Uh, I mean, Cars Land was like the only new thing in any of the Disney resorts for like a really long time, for you know, fifteen or ten years or something. I don't think so because I mean, you got this obviously is a big project. You've got the uh, the Frozen area of who is it that's adding the Frozen area? Uh, Frozen, Star Wars, and Marvels being added to the Studios Park in Paris. Right. So I mean, then you got. Uh, It'll Obviously. be about 2024 that they finish that. Yeah, and then you got Marvel, which is in the dockets for all of the parks. Right. You got Star Wars, which is in the dockets for parks. You got all kinds of stuff that's uh, definitely coming up. And, and I mean, there's a lot and of even when you stuff move, with uh, Florida's doing a ton of and things. And then when you added. move past that, you have to figure that there's going to be some sort of upgrade to Tomorrowland that's going to be coming after that. And then you have to figure that by the time they get done with that, they're going to be ready to upgrade. Uh, fantasy land again so who knows it there i don't think there's going to be any stopping there's always going to be something to upgrade i just meant no oh yeah there's plenty I of mean, stuff speaking, to upgrade. speaking of uh upgrading shit do we want to talk about what's going on with the uh with the uh astro orbiter right now what's going on with or that it? we don't know is it broken and not running uh it's, it's not, not there, there. astro orbiter <laughs> is gone it's uh completely taken for out for the most part as of today I got uh, pictures today of it. Uh, is the uh, bottom gun now, too? There's no shaft there's there anymore. Oh. Yeah, Astro Orbiter is gone. Uh, there are... Uh, no re- announcement. No, no announcement. We knew it was going down a refurbishment because I assume it was on the schedule, right? It was on the yeah, schedule. Yeah, it's still on the Ahead schedule. of time? No, I mean, ahead. Like, you knew, like, a month ago it was going to be Oh, no, it wasn't on the schedule. So it just kind of popped up then. Uh, Not really. Maybe a week or two. That's is that unusual? No, okay. No. I so mean, what I do know about those types of rides, they've got them in several parks. They've got one in, in Paris. They've got one in uh, Tokyo or uh, in Shanghai. Different. It's Tron or something over there. But well, that one's designed off the one in Paris. This is, I think, the oldest one. They might just be doing the refurb off campus because it's easier. No, everything is behind Space Mountain. Okay. The balls. And I know for and the, f- and the rockets are all behind I know space for a on. fact that they clean the rockets every night, but they haven't touched the balls. That's yes. what I've heard. Yes, that is what we've been told is that they are clean, no balls. That they are cleaning the rockets every single night, but they have nobody's touching the balls. That was the last thing we had heard. Uh there are rumors going around supposedly through security people that they're moving it. Back on top where it used to be, where it should be. Uh, but then I also hear uh, pretty good from pretty good sources that uh, that that whole top section has been designated a hazard, a safety hazard, and nobody is allowed up there without harnesses and stuff. Well, they would just have to put up railings and stuff. No, there. that's no. It the, the whole structure the is form. The whole structure has become uh, unstructurally sound. Interesting. So. The whole thing would have to be rebuilt, and it's all thanks to uh, a lot of it's thanks to uh, rocket rods and how hard rocket rods was on that whole uh, structure. Because I mean, we know that 
that we've known for years that the reason that they haven't put back uh, people mover is because they would have to rebuild the whole entire track because the rocket rod basically destroyed it. Hmm. They all have cracks and everything through all of the uh, supports. So we'll see what happens. We'll see if it's just going to get a good cleaning and then put back right where it was or if they're going to try and move it because, uh, well, I mean, we've been talking about for a while that the best thing that for them to do is to move it and to reopen that uh, entrance to Space or to uh, Tomorrowland back up to a nice big opening like it used to be. Well, they would probably turn it into stroller parking. Oh, God. <laughs> well, you're not wrong. Probably not wrong probably about not that. Wrong. Oh, yeah. It's still, it would, the whole area would, would be roped off stroller parking, and then they would maybe even put, like, real rails in where, like, an attendant has to get your stroller in and out. All right. So by now, everybody knows that uh, Black Panther has been nominated for Best Picture for the Academy Awards. And in honor of that... Black Panther will be returning to the big screen, not only as part of a two-day festival of Best Picture nominees at AMC Theaters, but also will be returning to theaters for one week from February 1st through 7th at 250 participating AMC Theaters locations. There will be two showings per day, and they will be absolutely free. Free? Cool. To everybody. How how do they fit everyone in? First come, first serve, bub. Oh. Can you use your app to reserve a seat, or do you have assume, to line up? I assume. I don't know. It says is uh, not only part of... I mean, this says as part of uh, Black History Month, but I had actually first read it was because of it being a Best Picture nominee, so I'm maybe a combination of both, I'm guessing. Yeah, so if you guys haven't gone see that, go check it out. Uh, I would probably... Though, you know those free... Showings are all going to be pretty much packed. If you really want to go see Black Panther again, and you have, uh, you can, and you don't mind seeing the other movies, you can always get the, uh, like I said, the best picture package that'll be later in the month. So yesterday for us, uh, the uh, long-awaited Kingdom Hearts sequel was released. Um, a lot of the guys I know got it at midnight, or some of them even a little bit before that. So I asked my friend Jesse Cruz to write a little bit of a review um, just uh, from what he's played so far, which is probably almost the whole day, most likely. Uh, he says he's so far he can only speak about the three worlds that he's played in the beginning. Hercules, an original world from the previous game, and Toy Story. Uh, literally about to face the final boss of Toy Story as I write this. The game plays like a dream. The detail is outstanding and true to the respective worlds like famous uh, like famous Easter eggs in Pixar films inside the Toy Story world, um, like the Luxo Ball, uh, the Pizza Planet truck. The combat felt pretty basic at first, but already evolves as you continue and becomes more complex and more fun. Uh, about to enter the Tangled world. Uh, Tangled world. Next... And can't wait to see what uh, other surprises are thrown at me. So he's stoked about it. And this guy's like the biggest Kingdom Hearts fan I know. He wears Kingdom Hearts pins, Kingdom Hearts shirts, Kingdom Hearts baseball caps. I literally don't know anybody else that's as big a Kingdom Hearts fan. He's like in Kingdom Hearts clubs. So for him to have a really high review after his expectations were really high is pretty cool. I guess now it's time for the mail. 
Hey. Hey. We have, we have some mail. We do. And our first email is from Wreck-It Rachel. Wreck-A, 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 Rachel. And uh, her subject line is, I can't think of a good subject. <laughs> Fired. Listen, I will gladly send you a shipping label and just send back cookies. All right. Hey, guys. So I'm going to make a deal with you so you guys will stop <laughs> the cookie fighting and crying. Oh, no. <laughs> Who's crying? No one's crying. I'm offering labels. <laughs> When it's your birthday, I will make you a cookie package. You can pick the cookies and no one else will get them and you don't have to share them. <laughs> Wait, but if you get cookies, you're going to share them with me, right? No. Man. Sound good? Sure. You know I have a birthday every single month. You just have to tell me when it's your birthday. Giselle, so good to hear your voice again. I hope you get a special email. Too bad I'm not a guy because I too hate driving and like to go home early so I can go to bed. I think I'm one that can wait for Galaxy's Edge. I mean, I love Star Wars and I want to see the new area, but I value my personal space more. (laughs) That's funny. I'd rather hang out in an empty park while everyone else is over there. Hopefully that will happen. That will happen. One can wish. Speaking of Star Wars, I've been thinking about the Millennium Falcon ride and was wondering if anyone put a seven-year-old in the pilot seat to test that out because you know for a fact that's going to happen. What happens if you immediately crash? Ride over? This ride is going to have lots of kinks to work out once it opens, I think. I agree. Or what about people like my mom who want to experience the ride but have no desire to push buttons? I've been pondering until next week, Rachel. You know, in Florida, the Mission Space Ride has two sides. I think it was green and orange, right, Elizabeth? One side, I don't remember which is which. I bet... uh, um, Anyway, but yeah, I bet Giselle could... uh, tell us because she goes there a lot more than we do but the uh one side is like if you just you're you just want to experience it without too much force and your buttons don't need to do anything you're just kind of experiencing the ride and the other side your buttons do do some stuff and the force of the lift off is more g's basically so they've you know they're basically like do you want to like really experience the ride the way it was meant to be experienced or do you just want to go on the ride and I remember going on it the first time I was ever there, and it was pretty intense. And I couldn't figure out, like, with the intensity, I couldn't figure out what I needed to do. So when we went back again, we went on, like, the easy side. And it was a lot, uh, for me, it was a lot more enjoyable because you get to experience the visual of the of the situation without, like, being forced into a somewhat uncomfortable situation. And I think it'll be the same, or we'll, it'll end up having to be the same for the Millennium Falcon. They'll have to be a general setting where you're just on it experiencing what's going on. I find that I'm only intense when I go camping. <laughs> he is. Or when he's ranting. Intense ranting. Uh, nonetheless, that's my opinion. It may not be the case. They may force everybody to uh, yeah, over your head. Um, I got it. I got the joke. Intense. Yeah, in a tent. That's what I'm thinking. Do you th- I mean, what do you do? You think that they're gonna force everybody to go through the? Um... I haven't been 
pondering this like Rachel has. Yeah. Well, she can she can write back next week. So I don't I don't know. Obviously, they're going to have to go through go through the motions of, you know, especially if it affects people as they move forward in the land. You don't want to get yelled at just because you didn't know what button to push. So you might be saying, oh, you know what, I'm going to opt out of all of that in general, and we're going to choose this side over this side and see which, uh, you know, which is better for me. Or maybe after you've done it one way, then you can you know, try it other ways. I mean, based on the information we have, we really can't really say what, what's going to, how it's going to be. The only thing I can think of that maybe is a possibility is that uh, we discussed whether they dropped it from six to four seats. Is that maybe if they kept the maybe they kept some seats that where people don't have responsibilities. So maybe if they kept it at six seats, maybe they eliminated the back two seats from having responsibilities. That would make something more like sense that. because they're not going to lower their capacity by one third. Because then they could, uh, you know, then you can just stick people in the back who, or maybe when you're organizing people, you can say. You know, uh, kids and old people to the back, right? So was... Well, no, they would probably just tell you in, in the throughout the twenty-eight minute load process that, right. that they've advertised that if you don't want to be responsible for what the ship does or how it plays out, then don't sit in the front two seats, maybe or something. Those are the two seats that are going to have repercussions as you go through the land, and they're the ones that are going to have, you know, are going to really be flying. Uh, because otherwise, Honda will be very mad at you. Right. Maybe you'll get a spanking. Whoa. Whoa. Wow. All right. All right. All I right. mean, you obviously know Hondo better than I do. <laughs> All right. Thank you for your email there, wreck Rachel. All right. Next email is from Giselle the Gazelle. Hey. Uh, real quick question to uh, the Gazelle here. Are you going to go visit Zootopia? Are you yeah. going to go to Shanghai with Anthony? He wants to go. Hey, I'm going too. Now, the cool part about Shanghai, I have to say, is that the other two Asian parks, you can loop them into one trip pretty easily. At least Hong Kong, is there only one park each? You could easily make that one trip and visit both. Um, we even priced out a trip to all three at one point. When was it? Like around my birthday, April or so? And we priced out one trip. It was like five or $6,000, and we could do all three in a matter of like 10 days. Is that all? Pocket change, right? I, I mean, but that's what people spend to go to Walt Disney World. All right, her subject line is V Day. Uh oh, gotta go to the doctor for that. <laughs> Get the VD. <laughs> All right, uh, she says, "Hey, brothers. First off, I want to say thank you for coming all the way to my house to record last week. I know it was far, but I really enjoyed having y'all over. Come again anytime. Come over anytime." Uh, first of all, thank you for letting us invade your house. We yes, really thank appreciate you. that. And thank you for living so far away that on the way back I could get bakers. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> and, uh, oh, yeah, she also got pizza and everything and breadsticks. And, that was very nice. Yeah, and she uh, even remembered that I don't like sauce on my pizza and got me uh, pizza with no sauce. So that was cool. And breadsticks. Yes, breadsticks. I love those. I ate those on the way no, and- later. And she let us pick lemons from her tree. I missed oh. that part. Yes. But you still ended up with a bag of lemons. No. I know that was you. I did. Ooh. I use them every day. Thank you, Giselle. Cool. She says, I haven't been to the park in a week or since Diggs and I met up, but I'll be there soon to see all the Valentine's Day decorations. Can't wait. Hope you are having a great week. Scoot just started, so I'm already behind. 
Love G. Well, that sucks. That's not good to be behind already. It's already been, what, four days or something? Well, concluding this week, five? I'm sure it feels like she's behind, but that's just because just, she's just getting into the, the spin of things. Whatever they say, into the thick of things. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Giselle, uh, thanks for the email. Hopefully uh, we'll uh, meet up again in the park. She was going to go on uh, Friday, I think it was Friday or Saturday. I think it was Friday. But she said she was too tired and she wasn't going to head out there. So it was all good. No problem with that. Our right, next email is from Dan the Mailman. Yo, Dan. His subject line is, nothing to see here. That's exactly what I've seen in the park since the first week of January. Nothing, haha. I wanted to go this weekend, but with the forecast calling for rain, I'll probably still try to make it some of the best times have been had in the rain since the park tends to empty out. This last time it rained, I got some amazing video footage walking down an empty main street that was a lot more reflective due to the rain during the last Christmas season. It's always better. Better photos in the in the rain and overcast. It's like the best time to take pictures. Yeah. Uh, rain is why I also have not one, but two Mickey Mouse umbrellas. <laughs> Hey, don't forget your ponchos. I tend to think, oh, it won't rain that hard. Then get stuck either having to buy one or a poncho. But they're way too hot or or look like I got on Grizzly River Run at night. Dirty, no Humphrey button. (laughs) What's your favorite rain story? Let me know what's up this weekend. Dan out. My favorite rain story at Disneyland is a friend of mine and I went when we were much younger. And we bought these, uh, they used to sell these, you know, the voice modulator is, kind of changes your voice to sound different, makes it like a robot voice or a squeaky voice or whatever. And we got these little Buzz Lightyear voice modulators and went around the park. Uh, we would, it was raining, so the park was pretty much empty, just cast members. And we'd go up with our, our weird voice things and say, say strange things to cast members. It was a lot of fun that day. Uh, we would say things like, uh, my parents left me here when I was 12. Do you think they still love me? And no. we just, you know, see what they say. Or, you know, stop slacking off. You know, they're just standing. Obviously, they're standing there because there's <laughs> nothing to do. It's raining, boring. Hello. <laughs> the other cast member over there told me to tell you to stop slacking off. Oh, you were 12 that time? Uh, no, I was probably like... Uh, <laughs> 19, 19 or something. Same but, difference. Uh, it might, might as well have been 12. Uh, it was fun. We were, you know, it's like you're there and a lot of stuff was, was closed. A lot of stuff was closed because it was raining. So once you've done everything and you don't want to go home, then, uh, you know, you find weird things to do. That's what we were doing. Weird things. Do you have a rain story? Uh, yes. Uh, one time I went to Magic Mountain. Oh, for Disneyland. <laughs> Probably not, really. I mean, I uh, like the I think it was two days after she came here from Arizona. Rebecca came here from Arizona. Uh, I took her. We went to Disneyland for the first time to get her pass, and uh, we got monsooned on that night. <laughs> it was a monsoon that night. It was like January sixth or something like that, and uh, we got a monsoon on us like the very first night. That she went there, but uh, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, I guess nothing really. Uh, do you have a story? 
Yes. Yeah, we have another one. Elizabeth will tell as well. And my better story is uh, the time I went to Magic Mountain and it started raining. You know how when they start closing things when it starts raining because it's you know roller coasters, but uh, we just barely were able to get on. Uh, it was in during spring break, and we were just barely able to get on Colossus backwards while it was pouring down rain, <laughs> just getting pelted in the face with rain. And going on the you know backwards on Colossus, and if you were going forwards, it would have been worse getting pelted in the face. Well, I don't know because you know when you go down the hills, you're going you're going down straight if you're fa- facing forward. <laughs> but when yeah. you go to backwards, the rain's <laughs> coming directly Whoa. on your face. You know, I'm it was it was crazy. If you guys could see this right now, we were po- we were soaked. We immediately left because we were so soaked. Party poopers. Uh, my rain story is uh, it was right after I graduated high school, and I drove down to Disneyland with uh, my friends, and it was pouring rain, and uh, it was probably one of the best times I ever had in there in the rain, and one of the best parts was going on Thunder Mountain in the rain. Oh, yeah, that's good. Because uh, there's no traction on the wheels, so they slip on the tracks, and it basically, if you're sitting by yourself, you are skin swung over to the other side, and you're, yeah, it was awesome. It was just, just totally awesome. I don't know if it's like that now, after they did, redid the tracks and everything, but um, that was probably the best ride to go on was Thunder Mountain. I don't think they shut down Met Thunder in the in the rain. No, I'm saying with the after they did the new tracks and put the new trains on there. I don't know if the wheels are the same. Back then, there was no traction because the rails were all slip slippery. And you would get beat up going back and forth if you're sitting by yourself in the train. So that was probably one of the best stories I had. I remember Matterhorn is uh, pretty crazy in the rain. Yeah, I haven't been on there for a while. So, um, yeah, that was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, real quick. Uh, since I had, a, I had a little car. It was like a 1986 car. And this <sighs> was in the 90s. And um, my windows were all fogged up. So... My friends are trying to, you know, wipe the, wind, the windows uh, while I'm driving so I could see on the way home because it was still pouring. <laughs> that was fun. That's the rain for you. All right. Elizabeth and I went to Club 33 a couple of years. Actually, we just got the what, two almost two years ago to the day. Yeah. Uh, maybe a week ago, something like that. And uh, we, our original reservation was for like 845 or 10, 9 o'clock or something. Yeah. And uh, they, the people that had invited us, called us last minute to tell us, "Oh, they're they're closing the park early tonight." I was like, "Early? It's supposed to close at you know ten ten or eleven p.m." And the the reason was was because it was pouring so badly that their park was empty. So they moved our reservation back to like like six thirty, wait hours earlier. Um, I guess a lot of their members had also canceled reservations, and we were. We were when we arrived there. We found we found out there was only two other parties there, and by the time we were done, we were the last ones there. And if anybody's been to Club Thirty Three, it takes many hours. The experience it's like a four hour experience of eating. Um, and uh, we left. You know, it was like maybe eleven p.m. or something when we were finally mm-hmm. leaving. Yeah. And what did we leave to find? Thunderstorm. <laughs> <laughs> It was raining so hard, um, I had a, a coat, and it was coat uh, soaked in rain. Um, we had to be escorted out. Is the um, park's closed. Bye. 
The park is closed. Right. The park is closed. So they have some woman that has to walk you out. She had one umbrella. And keep in mind that... We uh, have all these shopping bags of shopping stuff. shopping bags. <laughs> And also trying to avoid all the puddles as we were walking out from New Orleans area to the gate. Um, she was trying to be helpful, the cast member. She was like saying, come under my umbrella. But one umbrella for eight people was not going to happen. By the time we got to the main gate. No, we weren't to, even at the main. By the time we got to where Main Street was, we realized how bad the rain really was because you have like more of an open view, mm-hmm. and it was coming sideways, like, <laughs> and the street was full of water, like at least five inches. And we obviously we stayed on the sidewalk, but we finally finally got to the main gate, and it took forever because of how wet it was and how much wind. Yeah, I just wished I had my rain boots. Yeah, right. She could have she would have been like jumping up and down in the water. Yeah. When they finally take us out, they basically just lock you out. And there's no tram. Nope. Nothing. It's like the park's been closed and we have all this stuff and we had to walk all the way through downtown Disney and uh it was and it was just pouring the whole time. It was miserable. <laughs> But it, but we were, I mean, we were super stoked to have gone. But the bag, the bags that we had were like all soaked when we got them back too. Luckily, the stuff was okay. But it was quite an experience. Very fun times in the rain. That's all we got. All right, thank you for your email there, Dan the Millman. Uh, you got some rain stories there. Um, hopefully, it will. It won't rain as much this weekend. I don't know. I know it's just supposed to rain. I haven't really checked the weather. I do plan to be there on Friday, along with uh, Tim over here. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, and uh, hey, and if you're going to be in the park, so let me know. See what I can do. And uh, thank you for your email there, Wreck It Rachel and Giselle the Gazelle. And of course, Dan Dan the Mailman. Already said that. Well, <laughs> it's from me this time. All right. So you guys, if you guys have any comments, questions, your own tip of the week, if you have uh, your own rain story. All they do is email us, mousefire at gmail.com. Do you have a special occasion coming up? Looking to personalize your trip with a keepsake? Create customized buttons for birthdays, engagements, family vacations, even bridal parties, or just because. Check out buttonsbydigs.com today. Buttons by Digs, Buttons by Digs. Remember, those are buttons, not pins. That's going to do it for this edition of the mouse pirate podcast bye adios senors hey so real quick on that uh new um queue line for the trams i just read that they're doing this until like march march 7th as a test as a test so we'll see if they they're going to keep it that way so for those of you who park at mickey and friends this is how it's going to go till then Maybe be off and on, depending on the crowd size and everything. So, Well, I mean, the date makes sense because uh, about that time is when you're starting to move into uh, spring break time. So it makes sense that they would stop the test before spring break starts. Yep. So that's what's going on with that. So I prefer my springs unbroken. I like my springs sprung. I like spring rolls. <laughs> spring rolls are pretty awesome. Other than that, hey, don't forget to head over to the parks and get your ears on. 
Get your Valentine's Day on. Get your Lunar New Year on. Hey, get everything on. And make sure you always have your clothes on. Except when I don't have pants. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hey, we got so I'm wearing pants right now, though. Good. We <laughs> appreciate that. And don't forget. When summer comes, there will be no pants. And don't forget that there is Churro getting 3.2 going on. 17.4. Well, check out all the churros that are happening Mark over there. Mark 8. Yes, the Mark 8 churro is back. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. You can try all the churros and you have all the uh, foods for, once again, get your ears on. And Valentine's Day and all the Lunar New Year foods. You got a lot of foods going on. If anybody can try, I never thought of doing this before, but if anybody can prove that they tried every single churro of Churroopolis. Take pictures. Take pictures of you eating it or holding it or whatever. If you can prove that you eat every single churro of Churrogeddon, we'll give you a, some sort of prize. We have plenty. We have lots of prizes at home. We have home. lots of prizes. Biggs has prizes, I'm sure. Some buttons. I mean, I've got other. We've got other prizes that we collect. I mean, stuff, I so. had a Disney Parks blog shirt I couldn't even give away. So, I mean. <laughs> and if you don't fit his shirt, we've got other stuff. <laughs> there you go. So prove it. Eat all the churros. Disney may not give you a button, but we'll give you something. Ah, there you go. Hey, yeah, we're going to do our own churro challenge. Exactly. We can even make a button. Yes, I can do that. All right. So, yeah, you have all that going on. Don't forget you go get your ears on Celebration Dance Party over there tomorrow in Terrace. And, um, yeah, you can go dance with all the characters. That's pretty cool. Dancing, dancing. Dancing and- machine. And don't forget, if you're in the presence of the Queen of Hearts, you may you better bow. You may have to bow. Yes. Kneel. And if Whoa. you're not able, for physical reasons, you can always go over to the Tropical Hideaway and get your bow <laughs> right there for way too much money. And after, They have three of them. And after that, you can have a movement. Right. <laughs> you can have your bow movement. I love it. we're clear. You can bow for the queen, or you can go get your bow, and afterwards you can have your bow movement. (laughs) That's the way you keep regular. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. (laughs) All right, and don't forget, you could also get your uh, AP popcorn bucket on Friday, and uh, hopefully it rains and no one's there to buy their buckets. Bye. Rain, rain, come, please, pour on us. Our galoshes. All right. So, if you want to find out all about Tim's bow movements and anything else, you can find out about all that on the social medias. We are at Mousepire on the Twitter and the Instagram. We are just Mousepire on Facebook. We are just Mousepire on the Snapchats and still not on Tumblr. I'm Tim, and I'm Tim Fresh, Tim Fresh One on Facebook, hyphen between the fresh and the one. Uh, I'm going to start a, a Tumblr page called Bow Movements and just see what happens. Um, but I'm going to make Elizabeth run it. <laughs> you get it? Run it? Yeah. <laughs> the runs. She's going to get the runs for the bow movement. Um, anyway, that's me. Who's this guy? Oh, wait. Elizabeth's back there. Say hi, Elizabeth. Hi, Bye. Bye. All right. And All this right. guy is? I'm Diggs. And you can find me on Instagram at Blue1313. Also, I hurt my face. Also, follow buttons by Diggs on Instagram. Uh, there you see your button order going out. You can also check out dgpclothing.com. Get your mouse pirate gear. Get your custom-made T-shirts. You can also put a T-shirt that says, 
Nipples or Nothing 2019. There you go. If you want. So check out DGPCloy.com or you can follow that on Instagram also. And uh, don't forget to head over to Patreon.com slash Mousefire helps support the podcast. And hey, we're also on YouTube. This is Tim the Tech. Has some free time. He will upload all the episodes that he's missed. But he's been working hard. So hopefully maybe this weekend he'll have some time off or something like that. But hey, for you guys who are listening on YouTube, we really appreciate you waiting patiently because I know there's a lot of you who just actually listen to that on YouTube and no other places. So we appreciate it. We know you're missing us talk about bowel movements and stuff like that. So bowel movement. It'll be up soon. Buttons, not pins. And until next time, remember, we may hate to do math, but someone has to take a bullet so that the rest of you don't look like fools. So for Aurora, Philip, and Stefan, I'm Anthony. I'm Elizabeth. I'm Tim. I'm Diggs. Bye. Bye. Love, love, love. We're singing. Happy beeps. Blip, blubbity, bloop. That's what happens when you have a bell moment. This podcast is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. Audio, sound bites, and other clips are property of their copyright holders. All original stuff is ours and property of mousepire.com. Root and tooty, fresh and fruity breakfast. No. Oh, fine. And that's all I have. Ganaches. Ganaches, galoshes, and bow poops. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to touch that. Literally. <laughs> Ew. I got your bow movement. Nipples are nothing, 2019.